I upgraded my internet. Oh, nice. So you're not on the dial-up anymore? The di- I was on the AOL CDs, and then it wasn't going so well, turns out. Did you run out of the free hours you get from AOL? No, I got a lot. I still, I still got a lot of those. <laughs> He's got like 30 CDs saved up from 1995. Yeah. Remember those CDs you'd get that had like 40 hours of free AOL? Like, oh my God, this is so awesome. You literally just like unlocked a memory. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I used to have to put a CD-ROM in to get the internet. What? I know, that's, that's crazy. Weird. And that dial-up, that dial-up uh, sound. Kids will never know. You've got mail. That was, oh, a, that was a golden era of... Uh, Take me back. I am down. Good to see y'all. Um, <laughs> Stop yawning. And we're back. We back. This is going to be a big episode. I mean, this is... We got some good things to talk about. I know. I can't wait. Pretty I'm mostly, I'm mostly curious, though, and I, Kai, I think you are, and Aaron's actually really curious, too. How did you, Shay, manage to watch the movie with uh, three kids? Is that part of, uh, part of it a joke? You said it took three kids? No, that was factual information. You took, so you, all, you took crew, um, Parker, and Olivia? I did. This wow. is your idea? And you found a theater in Santa Barbara that was playing it? Yeah, we're, we're not in the Bodunk, Texas. <laughs> like... <laughs> We have theaters here. Okay. Is it stadium seating or like the old school like theaters that like you like can't see if somebody's like sitting in front of you? No, it's stadium seating, dude. It's not uh, relax. Relax over there. High and mighty. Um, so did the kids have fun? I was like, oh, crew's so young to go see it. But then I'm like, he's probably the most into superheroes out of any of the kids in our family. So kind of not really. They're, they're all into superheroes right now. Uh, crew's super into it, but he. Did pretty good. Uh, about an hour in, he was ready to go home, though. <laughs> and I, I told him, it's almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> Even though I knew there was another hour going. Um, well, plus ending credits, too. We watched the whole thing there, too. So that was, it was long. It was a long two and a half hours or whatever it may be. And I can't believe Cruz sat through the whole thing. Good job, Crew. Yeah, he did. He was kind of, you know, bounced around a little bit here and there and had to go to the restroom once during the, during the movie and... But yeah, me, three kids, the movies. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, guys. That's impressive. I think, that, I think the most impressive thing is that you were the first to see it out of all of us. I knew. I, I knew that would surprise everybody. <laughs> me and Bryn were texting about having to get a co- another host for this week. Yeah, I think Shay really wanted to avoid a, a guest speaker or a guest host. <laughs> She's like, I got to find a way. These kids are going with me, damn it. She brings I, was, I, was, I was just going to go. And then Olivia and Parker were like, we want to go. I'm like, okay. And then you know, I figured I might as well take crew, see if that'll work. And it worked. Wow. Did well, you get a good. bunch of good snacks? <sighs> oh man, that was a whole never another issue as well. So I got there. You sneak we, snacks in like old school? No, but I should have. We got there and then ordered all his food. And I look, because I keep my my card and my license behind my my phone, and my card was not there. Oh no. And we're so like, did you borrow some money from Parker? So I was like, holy crap, what do I, this is going to be a meltdown, meltdown a disaster. City. They wanted to leave because they couldn't have oh, popcorn candy at the movie. Um, it's a good reason to leave. So me being resourceful, quick on my toes, I loaded my card up into Apple Pay because I happened to re- memorize my card number and everything. Loaded oh, up to Apple Pay. Memorize your Pay. card number. Nice. Yeah. Loaded up to Apple Pay and was able to pay that way. How do you get back in line again? But. It worked out. It was I avoided oh disaster. It was almost a complete disaster. Wait, did you lose your card or just you took it out and forgot to put it back in? 
I, I well, lost is an interesting word. I'm not I'm not sure where it is right now. It's misplaced. It's, misplaced. It's TBD, TBD. You know, it's somewhere. I used it uh, coming home from LA on Sunday. Well, Sarah actually used it when she went to get dinner. So, oh, now it's Sarah's fault. Uh huh. I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive you gave it back to me. I was driving, so I don't know. We'll see. So you know how you had um like brain surgery like six years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I know. No, how long can <laughs> how long can you use that as a viable excuse for like being forgetful? <laughs> You're like, uh, I had brain surgery. I think uh, till the end of time at this point. Oh, perfect. Okay, that's a, there's yeah. no statute of limitations on nah, that. Nah, did you have brain surgery? No, you didn't. Didn't <laughs> you so. didn't. You don't know. <laughs> I, think, like... I think it's a fair game excuse for, for a while. Yeah, that's a pretty good card to play. I'm just saying. Yeah. If anybody has um, questions about my brain surgery, go ahead and hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, if you like to know about brain surgery. Yeah, that's um, a podcast. Let me just say, I have not got on the Apple Pay uh, bandwagon yet. Is that a thing? Is that like my missing out? Grandpa, like who that, are you? That's my first time. You guys is it really needed. Like, do I need to have Apple Pay? I mean, it's, am I? You don't need awesome. it, but if you don't have your card for some reason, you can. Most retailers accept it, and you can also um, like they have Venmo basically between um, Apple phones, so you could like send someone money like on a text message oh, from cool. Apple Pay. So you use it just Venmoing them. Yeah, heck yeah! Do you know how many times I forget my card places? I have a purse and I like switch purses. It's a girl thing. We like well, we I move always our money have around. A wallet with me, so you know. I'm just I saying. Don't, I don't carry a wallet anymore. So, well, it's not really a wallet. It's a money clip. I shouldn't say wallet. It's a money clip. I have my Why license not? and my I have my license and my debit card with me, and that's it. Just it's just like a good backup. I don't. The reason one of the reasons it. is that if you have everything with your phone and you lose your phone, then like you're effed. I still have two things. I have a wallet, or one money clip, and my phone. So if I lose my phone, I'm still partially okay. I got my license, got my credit cards. I don't have everything in one and one thing that could be lost and then you're really screwed. You know what I mean? You know what I'm wondering is how the middle brother ended up sounding like a 75 year old grandma. <laughs> like I don't understand. You what mean a responsible, here. responsible and intelligent <laughs> human being? Sure. Something like that. You're like, oh, tech- I don't trust this technology. Hey, They're I gonna steal Venmo. my information. I got Venmo. Then it's what's the difference, man? <laughs> The difference is the credit card is not loaded on your phone. If somebody steals your phone, could they see your credit card information? No, no, it's encrypted. You can't see the number. You just, um, they scan, they scan your face to use it or you have to use a code to use it. Just like anything else on your phone. I'm sure you have your bank app on your phone as well. It's the same difference. I think uh, when I get a TikTok, maybe I'll get Apple Pay. Okay. Never. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to say, though, I went to Mammoth this weekend, and I am very familiar with the, like, anxious parent, this is about to be a meltdown situation, and we have to find a solution right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know when that's coming. Oh, man. And it's so stressful. You're like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Think on your feet. Think on your feet. What can I do? What can I do? So. Austin wanted this stuffed dog and I told her I would get it for her at the end of the day because I didn't want to carry it around all day. I was like, sure, we'll get it for you. She's like, well, what if it's not here at the end of the day? And I was like, listen, Austin, we're going to bury it underneath the other toys. No one's going to find it. Come back at the end of the day. We'll see it in our secret hiding spot. So 
came back at the end of the day, toy was gone. <laughs> oh my gosh, no way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the one that suggested burying it. I thought I had all the answers. And she was like, she was doing that, like that breathing that starts to escalate. <laughs> so oh, like, no. yeah. And I was like, oh God, what do I do? And so I go up to the um, front cash register and I was like, is this dog anywhere else in Mammoth? <laughs> like, can you help me? And he's like, yeah, I'll call our other store in the village. I'm sure they have one. And I was like, oh. thank you, Jesus. Cause like, I was the one that told her that she couldn't get it right now. We had a, we had a solution for what we're going to do later. And oh, you almost man. ruined it. I was like hot sweats head to toe. I was like, oh no, <laughs> she will never forgive me for this. So save. thankfully we got the dog. But yeah, that 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 pa- that parent panic is real. You're like, I do not want a meltdown right now. What do I do? You gotta think quickly. Think on your feet. Sometimes it works out though. Um. Anyways, well, before we lead in, I guess we should do this little intro. Um. Shay wants us to get a um intro song. So if anyone wants to make that for us, for yeah, free. I think I think we needed like an intro jingle. Yeah. Like I suggested I- singing, and no one jumped on that, but. Well, I don't mind Whatever. singing. I just don't think it should be you. Oh, okay. I'm not a good singer. Weird. Not a good singer. I did uh, over the weekend go see John Williams in concert. I was going to ask him if he would do it for us, but I couldn't make my way like, to the stage. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like 90 years old. He's so I don't real know if old. He would have heard me or understood anyways, but uh, that was my plan. Oh, that was a good, that was a semi-good formulated plan right there. Yeah. So I but guess. But if any uh, of our listeners are musically talented, and want to make it an intro song for free or for, free. for clout we will accept your talents we will um, until then i will read our intro and we'll get all started welcome to mercado vision where a family of fan kids get to nerd out on our favorite movies and television um welcome 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 oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome 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 if you haven't um, guessed uh we are discussing it shang chi in the legend of the Ooh, Ten look Rings. who learned how to pronounce Shang-Chi, yeah. it shang chi didn't i tell you guys like a month ago like i don't think it's shang chi and you're like well how is it supposed to be pronounced I'm like i don't know i think it's like shang chi like no it's not i'm like yes it is mm, and then lo and behold i was i was right about that right i don't know i guess you could roll the tapes this is where you could roll it Check right it. now. I don't know roll which it episode it was, but I, I told you it wasn't Shang-Chi. Shang, you, Shang you know Chi. what made that e- the whole thing easy? Well, what? I remember how to say it, is that he named himself Sean. 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 Yeah, Sean, so, Sean. Now, so she obviously, she, and she made fun of it uh, in the movie. How, you know. They, you think that, they did that because like probably half of America didn't know how to pronounce it. So they're like, we're going to have to have a scene where we. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. And, it was, and they made, made it really funny. Yeah. Anyways, before we get into the movie, are there is there any Marvel news this week? I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I feel I, I got some news. I I, I we heard from uh, two things. We heard from Charlie Cox this week. Charlie Cox. Who's Charlie? Cox? Daredevil, Charlie Cox. Dare, Daredevil. Yeah, the actor. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What'd you What'd you hear? What you, you uh, talk to him heard, personally? Yeah. Well, I I gave him a call after the trailer okay. dropped. Um, okay. And he, you know, what I heard is that what he's what he said is that he is not in the trailer. Aww, is he in the movie? Hmm, that's still a mystery, but he's made it known that he's not in the trailer. Those forearms, the lawyer forearms that uh, are by, you know, 
Tom Holland in the prison scene or whatever. That was that's not him. Yeah, could have been a body this. double. That could be true too. There was this interview I did see about Charlie Cox, and he was asked about it, and he kind of just was played coy, um, yeah. where you could tell like he he couldn't say anything, but he wasn't like flat out denying that he wasn't in the movie. So I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be he's gonna be in the movie. But another nugget is that I saw like there was this recent article um, or interview that was done on Andrew Garfield, and he's actually pretty adamant about denying involvement in the movie. Um, what did he say? Do you have the which, quote? Which could be disappointing because hopefully he's, you know, it's not the case, but... He's the one uh, I'd rather see. Yeah, kind of. Uh, let me look for the quote here. But that would suck, right? Don't you want... If, if we just have Toby show up and not Andrew, isn't that kind of like defeat the purpose? Yeah, yeah that's weird. There's no way he's not in it. What a bummer that would be. Yeah. And I quote, it's important for me to say on the record that it's not something I'm aware I'm involved in, but I know I'm not going to be able to convince anyone. No matter what I say, I'm effed, end quote. So mm. that's, that's like pretty black and white, right? Like, um, right. I don't know. That, huh. if, that's, if that's true, it, it, it bums me out. Obviously, if he was in it, he couldn't say anyways, but you feel like he would dance around it a little bit differently. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he was just blacked out during the entirety of filming, so he's not aware that he was in it, you know? That's a possibility, too. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't a know. loophole. <laughs> but, I don't you know. know. <laughs> there'll be another trailer in two weeks, and he's in it. He's like, oh, I was just kidding. Fooled you I'm guys. Just I was lying the whole time. I mean, I don't know. So <laughs> that was that. And Way to bum us out, Bryn. Jeez. Yeah, that's a buzzkill. He better be lying, that mother effer. <laughs> and I did see that uh, they moved up the release date of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, to October 1st. Did you guys see that? I saw that as well, yeah. Yeah. Don't like bumped, care. <laughs> bumped it up two weeks. Kai's like, what? Venom? Who? I think I think like, Cruzy, Cruz wants to see it, too. Cruzy is oh my like... God. Yeah. Dude, he loves I'm him starting to Venom. worry about the violence you're subjecting your four-year-old to. <gasps> he loves He's almost four. Like, almost well, four. Yeah, next month. He's almost four. All right. That's fine. Okay, Listen. I was, I grew up with older brothers. I grew up seeing things that I was probably too young to be seeing. Um, and I turned out fine. So crew will turn out fine. Like right. I saw, I saw, remember that, <laughs> remember that time I was on the news? <laughs> Batwoman says meow. Catwoman. Catwoman. Nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you how were old three. was I there? I was three, three. years old seeing uh, Tim Burton's batman like that was not appropriate for my age ah, that's a returns. dark film batman returns so i'll be fine he's i mean i'm fine He'll yeah be fine. that's true that's true i saw the thriller video when i was too young to see it there's a lot of things that i saw a lot i saw a lot of violence on video games mortal kombat i'm, I'm good i'm good i'm mostly good all right so well, you're saying her, it's okay all her issues all her issues we blame on that so you're saying it's okay for a crew to go see uh, a movie called Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he's got four kids. Like, Hey, if it's into it and he's still sleeps at night. One of them's bound to be me. messed up. He's not the scared one, so he's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I'll see that movie in theaters, so we might not be able to, you know, podcast about it right away. Just is to, it coming to, um, are there going to be less and less films on video on demand, do you think? No, I think there, there, there's going to be a bunch coming up. Direct, by, direct to streaming? Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to see like the big ones um, 
yes, there's not going to be that immediate simultaneous release. Uh, I think the whole Warner Brothers, um, DC, HBO Max was like a one-year experiment. I don't think they're going to be doing that next year. I think there's a bunch. There's a there's more movies coming out on is it HBO Max or is it? It's one of them that uh, you know I I already seen a bunch of movies kind of scheduled to do to do dual release. I think till the end sure of it's going to be like the big tentpole films though. Like there's still going to be there's still some more that are coming out like Dune, uh, The Matrix. Those are a part the, of the Warner Brothers. Well, probably um, not the, Probably not the big, big, big guys. But I think yeah. after this year, 2022, I think it'd be rare. But I do think the window from like theatrical release to digital release is going to be, or streaming release, can be shorter and shorter. You know. Like, yeah, you know, I think so too. Able to stream or or rent or get the digital rental within a couple a few months. weeks. No, not even you, probably like a month. How how long did it used to be when we were younger? Like months, six months, half a six year. Months? Yeah, after felt like two years. Released. They would they would keep it in theaters for half a year and then. Well, there weren't as many wait. releases. No. Um. So Seems they like kind forever. of soaked that as much as they could, but yeah, I think you're right, Brent. I think there's going to be a shorter time to release date on digital um, releases for sure. Um, I would assume that most of them were released because of COVID and they needed to make up for that um, revenue that they were missing out on in the theaters. So hopefully while things start opening up back again, even though it might not happen, but um, they'll probably make a little switch. I mean, I don't know. I kind of liked having the option of watching it at home or watching in the theater because not every movie you want to go see in the theater, you know? True. I think the bigger, like, you know, like the blockbusters, so to speak, will still be go straight to theaters but I think what has cr- happened or what's now been created is the movies aren't like these big budget tentpole films. There's a place for them to go direct to streaming, you know, like it's a more, it's okay to watch them at home instead of a theater. And it's they're still very good, very well-made movies that are perfectly fine just to go direct to streaming. I think there's, gonna, there's more of those movies being made for that purpose, you know, that are actually good films. They're just not like a big superhero movie yeah. or a big, you know, matrix movie. Yeah, we'll see how the future of filmmaking um, goes from here. I think there's going to be a lot of changes from um, the past years that we've been through. And I think that there's probably going to be some permanent changes and some not permanent changes. But we shall see. Any other Marvel news for anyone? I don't think so. Oh, that's lovely. I don't think so. Shay? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we're good. Cool. Any corrections or retractions? What are we talking about last? Oh, what if? Nope. What if? Did you guys see the latest episode? Because I have not yet. I haven't <laughs> seen any of the latest episodes yet. I, I watched. But it I will by the time we record. Yeah. So Everything there's a Doctor been... Strange episode and some kind of zombie episode. So the do- and those two are definitely quite interesting. The Doctor Strange one was kind of trippy. Yeah. Was kind of trippy. I haven't yeah. seen the zombie one, but you know we'll have a whole podcast for that. But. But you know yeah. the things the things that are going on in in what if series, especially the Doctor Strange episode. I mean, it could lead to some stuff in No Way Home, where you know, like you said, Strange doesn't really seem like himself in the trailer. So maybe it's oh, you're some variant my theory. So maybe it's some variant or something like you know, maybe it's not the Strange that we know and love, and it's you know some other. Strange. Interesting. Mm, yeah. So, spoiler Wait. alert: in that "What If" Doctor Strange episode, there's like two versions of Doctor Strange, and they end up Ooh. they end up like fighting each other. It's kind yeah. of yeah. Cool. 
That's we'll take strange. a deeper dive um, into that next week. But the piece de resistance, what are we talking about this week? Our first new character in Marvel for uh, a few years, I think, a couple years. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm pretty new, exciting. Like a new like character new, the movie's new. based off of. Like Yelena, Yelena, Yelena. What was her name? Yelena? Yelena Bolova. Florence Pugie. Pew. She was new. Pugh. Right, but, but it wasn't uh, this a title a, character. Right, this is our newest title character, so pretty, pretty exciting. exciting. Um, I, I, I feel so like I feel excited. like it's always a little, it's a, a little uh, questionable. Not questionable, but it's a nerve wracking. You don't know how it's going to land. A new character, mm-hmm. uh, you know that, especially nowadays, we're we're getting more into secondary characters. I, I guess you would call them where they're not the Iron Man, Spider Man, big guys, and. You release a film based on a character that's not as well known like you know it's 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 a gamble honestly it I mean, it's a like gamble. a huge gamble because marvel makes great movies and they have a huge following but it's a gamble yeah. for sure but also less it's- of a gamble because people don't come in with a preconceived notion of what this superhero should be like or act like for example you make a new spider-man movie you make a new you know you people mm-hmm. kind of ex- know what to, to expect from a spider-man or peter parker character but nobody knows much I mean, unless you're a, a true nerd of all nerds, what a Shang-Chi character is supposed to be like. Yeah, so, so you have more like, creative freedom. Yeah, yeah, for you know sure. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, so this is um, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and the <laughs> Legend of the Ten Rings, which, um, Brendan, you noted here, is the 25th MCU film. Happy yeah. 25th anniversary. That was worth Marvel noting. That's really cool, right? For sure worth noting. That's a lot of movies, and there's they're not stopping anytime soon. No, they're gonna get the fifty by what next year? No, <laughs> oh. twenty five. Yeah, they're probably Damn. putting out three or four a year for a while. But remember uh, when it used to be like one a year, and now mm-hmm. it's like at least three or four. That's wild. I mean, it's a machine. It's a well oiled machine at this point. Well, and you and the content on Disney Plus and the shorts, they're like they're it's just the content machine. It's freaking we are, awesome. We are spoiled, and I'm sorry, guys. Right. The, the Incredible Hulk is one of those 25 to you to you maybe yeah and Kai's uh, um, MCU, it's the 24th film in the mcu <laughs> in the, K, the kmcu but uh i don't know Bryn. you wrote it down the director i hadn't heard much of him is anyone familiar with dustin daniel cretton the director did you see just, did you see did you see just mercy i did not i did actually oh. first off let them be know that turn Shay looks so disappointed. And go watch it right now. Like, okay, bye. Okay, don't you turn off the podcast. Right. You see it, After we watch, listen to this. So good. Really? Good. Movie. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Who's it in ma- that? Uh, Michael B. Uh, Michael, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh, well, should have led with that. And yeah. Jimmy Fox. Yeah, it is. I remember that. Extremely good. Um, crazy. It's just a story that upsets you and you know has a, a great ending like it's just it's amazing it's a great movie nice i'll yeah. check it out and michael I b jordan like plays like the attorney right and jimmy mm-hmm. fox is the inmate wrongfully yeah. imprisoned and there's a bunch of racism going on oh, yeah it's it's bad good movie bad. is he is, has so he good. done a lot of other things other than that or is that kind of his main that's um, he's done other things but that was actually his, his most i think his most notable movie and it wasn't even that notable <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, this is definitely a big, big step up for him in terms of notoriety. Yeah, especially a yeah. big swing for Marvel to give a, a, you know, relatively 
new director uh, the chance to make a big film like this it's kind of exciting i mean um, I, I mean those are two different movies too it's not like yeah he was like so an action director huge action film to, to this kind of makes you wonder like how they decide on which directors to use like they know they want to do these movies on these characters or these team-ups whatever do they have like directors come in and kind of pitch them like hey this is how i would do it this is my vision for this movie and then marvel's like or kevin faggy's like we like you. We're going to let you do it. I mean, how does yeah. that even, how's it even work? Oh. I'm sure directors want to get, in, right? get involved. Right. Can you text sure. Kevin and ask him? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I wish I had Kevin Feige's number. Friend, awesome. <laughs> you would never leave God. Kevin Feige alone if you had his number. <laughs> You'd be blocked within 10 minutes. <laughs> quick, no. quick question. Quick question. <laughs> yeah, at least I wouldn't be asking him about Howard the Duck all the time, though. That's true. That, that like would spark his interest. His He's like, that would spark his interest. You're a genius. <laughs> um, um, but but yeah. yeah, this a director, relatively like new to the you know big film game. Um, I, I noted the main characters, uh, the main actors are Shang Chi himself, played by, and now pronunciation, I don't know. It seems simple, but is it Simu Liu? Do you think? See, I think it's Simu Liu. Yeah. Simu Liu? Um, and this is actually Simulu's first starring role. So the, he's been in some things, um, not any big blockbuster films by any means, but this is his, and always a secondary or a lower down on the cast character. And this is his first time starring in a film. So he kind of got handed the golden ticket. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Um, I saw it trending on Twitter that he actually used to do stock photos yes <laughs> I, saw I saw those they're so for funny for 100 bucks he did one he's been yeah tons of stuff i think there's also a tweet of him asking marvel for this role uh, yeah i heard uh, from a like couple that. years ago i didn't see the tweet but i read that he tweeted marvel and so moral of the story guys start tweeting marvel asking yeah. for roles all you mexican gotta do is superhero. tweet like when's the next mexican superhero gonna be and then i mean know. listen shoot your shot right amen he shot it and they said good idea okay. <laughs> come, on, come on in um yeah he did a great job i'm i'm i think he carried the film really well um and then we also have katie played by the one and only aquafina i love aquafina so good, um, she, so good she is hilarious she's um she better known for crazy rich asians she has a, her own show like comedy show um, but she's been in a lot of things. You know, I have a theory that I did not see on TikTok that I came up with by myself. Oh, so, bravo. Thank you so much. So as I was watching this movie, there are a lot of parallels between um, this movie and Raya, which was an uh, animated film released by Disney in 2020 or maybe this year. Anyways. This year, which 2021. Aquaf- Aquafina plays a dragon in this film. And it has a lot of uh, Asian culture in the film. And I'm wondering if it was released to start the conversation of Asian culture and introduce that type of culture to kids to get them excited for an Asian superhero. Like, they, they, uh, Disney doesn't make mistakes. You're saying Raya Raya and the Last Dragon was released to get people excited for an Asian superhero? Is that what you're saying? 
kind of they're under the same umbrella it makes a lot of sense to me to start especially for kids who have not seen these type of characters and they know that they're going to make this film to start a car uh, a disney animated feature film that has similar undertones to it um to kind of start that conversation going and gets kids excited about this type of movie and this type of storyline i don't think it's uh a stretch for them to no, do that might not be a, might not be a coincidence that they and aquafina played same year yeah and aquafina's in both of them and didn't there's mulan, dragons in both of them didn't mulan come out this year as well yeah and there's the this other sh- there's this other movie that has nothing to do with netflix but or it has nothing to do with disney but it's on netflix it's called wish dragon and i'm like i've been seeing a lot of like asian influenced film and tv shows and movies recently i'm like i'm wondering if that's like on purpose <laughs> i'm like starting to get conspiracy theorists about it it's a possibility i don't think that disney i don't think that disney does anything or marvel and now that they're in tandem do anything by accident is all i'm saying so maybe not could be this this movie was a good look at um i think asian or chinese culture um, yeah it's very cool which was kind of refreshing to see a new you know a new culture a new ethnicity i I do want to air a grievance um Uh One of the knocks on the movie that I I thought uh, I I wish we would have had a, a Howard the Duck sighting. Okay, just get it out of the way now. Just get it I out of the way like, now. Like, listen, he's got it. He's on a roll. Let's please get Keep him in there. Somewhere. Well, I could tell you why. Do you know what happens to ducks in China? In China? <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been a funny. A funny he's a delicacy. He's it a delicacy a funny there. Yeah. Been a great so he doesn't go to that part of the world. He fried up. actively avoids it. <laughs> it's not going to turn out well for you yeah. there. <laughs> but yeah, Aquafina uh, is, I feel like she's a comic relief in any movie she does. She's, her voice is so notable. I think she's also going to be in the live action Little Mermaid. So she's full on into, into Disney. Well, she's a powerhouse. Yeah. She check. has, she has a great, um, yeah, comedic timing, um, a youthful energy that um, she brings to the screen. I uh, was excited to see her in a big budget film like this, and um, definitely she she brought the heat for the comedy. I think she was kind of the main comic relief in, throughout the film. Yeah, she was the best friend, quote unquote, best friend to Sean. Sean Chi. Sean. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's exciting to see a um, a, a fully fledged Asian cast. Um, and just this representation in movie and cinematic history. I think, um, you know, with releases like Crazy Rich Asians and um, Black Panther and all these movies or uh, all female class movies as well, such as Black Widow, you know, there's males in there, but it's a lot of, of female driven cast. I think, I think it's getting to a point where it's not a question as to whether these type of movies can make money in the box office. Um, people want to see themselves um, on the screen and so you know there was a stigma for a long time that these type of movies shouldn't be made because they're not going to make any money and I think that that is going by the wayside and it's kind of exciting to see yeah I mean you attach Marvel to pretty much anything and it's not guaranteed to make money but it's got a good chance right box office did pretty well if I'm not mistaken which which is another reason I'm pitching my duck culture movie how duck culture duck it's an underrepresented yeah. culture for sure, especially with how many ducks. ducks, especially with how many ducks go to see movies these days. We've done it with think. the African American culture. We've done it with the all female, and uh, now with the Asian. Like it, it's time. It's, it's time. time. Yeah. We do have the Mighty Ducks though, and they kind of already covered ducks a little bit. 
Well, those weren't really ducks there. Those were people. Yeah. I don't know. I saw no? a flying V. They were ducks. They fly together. Potato, potato, honestly. But, Sidebar, um, by the way, that Mighty Ducks uh, TV show on Disney Plus, not too bad. It's called Game Changers. Really? Why we are actually, you watching that? We actually watched it. We just, I don't know. We were looking for something to watch. There's so much to ago. watch on TV. So and that's many, what you took out. So many adult shows to watch, and you because were watching it's a Mighty Ducks. Show. Emilio Estevez. Come on, man. And on. I was hat, like, like Emilio. So. <laughs> yeah, not not a bad not a bad uh, TV series. So, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, on a serious note, I think it's, um, you know, about time that these movies are being made. I'm excited to see, and not only, you know, one Asian character or one racial minority character in a movie, but a movie that is cast with mostly a majority of those racial mi- minority characters, and they still bring the heat. It's just about time. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's the, the you know, the, the limits are endless with what you can do in film now, and it doesn't have to be a certain mold and we can push the limits a little bit so good job marvel let's keep it going let's have a mexican superhero next no yeah, waiting for that, that one we know that or or and i'm just i'm just i'm just spitballing here a mexican, mexican fam no 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 oh, oh. a mexican family like maybe mm. two older brothers and a daughter or a sister i mean they already had pretty good success with uh coco yeah, I was yeah, just gonna say exactly. Coco might be as far, as good as we get for a while. From uh, I'm just Disney. saying, like we're already here, we're prepped, we're ready. They could put us in, put us in, Coach, put us in. <laughs> we're ready. Uh, yeah, well, sa- well said, Kai. And I think the so whole much. it was fun to see and and cool to see the whole Asian culture represented in this movie. Uh, I wrote down some other themes that were in the movie were family. I know family is kind of you know said a lot as far as the theme go, but I think the father-son relationship um, was a, probably the primary one in the movie, but there also you got the mother-son, um, brother-sister um, themes going on and just kind of, you know, what makes you who you are? You're, you're half of your mom's side, you're half of your dad's side. So mm-hmm. your, your identity is made up from a lot of different pieces and a lot of different cultures sometimes. So that was kind of neat uh, theme of the film, I think. All yeah. right, so let's jump into the movie, guys. It, it starts off giving us a background to how, and again, I'm, I'm bad. I'm probably going to butcher the name. Is it hmm. Zhu Wenwu? Asian names oh. especially. I mean, come on. No, that's that's as good as I could have done it. Yeah, how he's thousands of years old, basically. He found the, the Ten Rings, these mystical weapons that grant their user uh, immortality and great power. And basically, he used these rings, these weapons to you know, give himself power and wealth and influence over the history of time. And now we fast forward to present day and he's, he's kind of the, the Mandarin that you could say he's been called the Mandarin, but that's also part of Marvel as, as far back as Iron Man one and two, how he was, uh, his name was used. But it wasn't his name, him. his name was used for other purposes as, as fake villains who kind of call themselves the Mandarin when they weren't really a Mandarin. So he didn't identify himself as a Mandarin, but he was a controller of this gang, this this um, uh, Ten Rings organization that, that mm-hmm. amassed a lot of power in in the world. So that's how it starts, it basically. Starts. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Talao. And um, he meets a woman. And I just have to say that the fight scene between him and her in this in the forest where they meet is one of the most beautiful fight scenes I've ever seen. Like That's I was like, cool. 
it was a dance almost and a lot of fight scenes can be a dance but with the way she manipulated the wind and um kind of countered her his moves so calmly and beautifully I was just like taken aback watching it I was like kind of slack jawed being like dang this is pretty like this is beautiful yeah it's kind and of like the Crouching Tiger hidden dragon style yeah, it's slow mo where they lock eyes and stuff, which is pretty uh-huh. cool. It was yeah, pretty, very cool. it was a moment, and um, yeah. I was I was drawn in, you know, from the very get go with that, and um, intrigued. As if he wasn't powerful enough, he wanted to go find this mythical dragon city yeah. or location or realm of Talo and amass more power, and that's when he he does fight his you know soon to be wife. And it's kind of a cool scene because he has these 10 rings and he uses them as weapons. And then she, she's kind of like, it reminds me of the village or the town in Frozen 2 where she's able to use like the elements. She has like <laughs> wind and and not fire, but wind and like water and she she yeah. has her powers. So, And she it, almost, she almost doesn't exert any energy while mm-hmm. she's doing it, which is a really cool, badass way to fight. Like she's staying so calm the entirety of the fight that it's just like it's almost even more frustrating fighting someone like that because you are using all of your energy and she's just like i got this she was yeah. kind of like the the roger federer of tennis i was gonna say you know those people that like lob you the she's, whole like time? Effortless. she's like effortless floating on air while he's playing when this guy's like on the other side off. nadal's like throwing rings everywhere going active going everywhere and yeah exactly yeah it's kind of funny like what if all marriages started off like you had to fight your spouse (laughs) that's how they end (laughs) yeah they 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 started in i know i would i know i would (laughs) aaron would have kicked your ass (laughs) yeah you got to literally like fight your spouse and then if you don't kill each other you get to get married so that's how it works oh my gosh hey i feel like maybe that's a good solution for our divorce rates in our country (laughs) i feel feel like uh, bugs him. do that like praying mantises or something so some bugs they just straight up kill their spouse but yeah. yeah that could work too we don't need we don't need them yeah it was a cool it was a cool intro to the film i um thought that they handled the backstory very well where you are it doesn't feel like it's dragging on and it has mm-hmm. a lot of interest right from the f- beginning his rings are super cool <laughs> i never i didn't really know how they would be used within the film and um the way that he can you know manipulate them during a fight is really fun to Mm -hmm. watch yeah i read also too um in the comics i guess the 10 rings were more actual like rings on your hand like on your fingers fingers. yeah yeah but they made them to be more like brace like a bracelets in Mm -hmm. in the movie it was cool the way they did that i think yeah another example of how you they take the comic books but they also kind of change them up you know for the movies they, they adapt them i think uh and each ring, I believe, was like, it looked different, too. And it had different mm-hmm. uh, meanings. Had different and, words and, on it, yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting way to, like Brandon said, to meet your spouse. But <laughs> I guess if you're like a maniacal murderer, why not meet your spouse yeah. while and fighting? He, so, you know, and then what happens? And she... They uh, fall in love. They fall in love. And he can't stay there. The whip. Yeah, he, he can't, can't stay, stay there. there. He can't stay in Tello or Tello. So, so she leaves everything behind yeah and he kind of hangs up his rings right yeah he also puts down his rings for an extended period of time um to be a family man um also an interesting dynamic i thought that the family dynamics were super interesting throughout the film because of the tumultuous relationship between you know who your who your dad actually is i mean he 
he did want to be good, but also, you know, he's kind of like a so psychopath murderer. <laughs> so um, that must be hard to um, deal with, especially after their mom died, which I guess we could get into yeah. next. Um, strike, struck home a little bit. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he craves power. And I don't know, like, he's I'm sure he's murdered many people. And I'm for somehow or some reason he's she just she looks past that she's like i love the guy anyways and they fall in love and yeah it was kind of weird seeing him in that dynamic because you're like he's you like that guy like he's kind of evil but right it's a common theme i feel like women they're like hey i can change this guy they like the bad guy yeah they like the bad guy he's good looking he might be a bit of a psychopath but listen i think i can change him he's only killed like millions of people but he's gonna change he's gonna change i can change him take the rings off and he'll change he's like five thousand years old he's i'm sure he's gonna change (laughs) isn't he tired of killing by now Um, so they have two kids a son and a daughter and then eventually what happens is that um the wife and do we even say her name yet what is her name what is her name, everybody? Ying Li. Ying Li. No. no. Yeah, Ying yeah. Li. Yeah. <laughs> Ying Li um, <laughs> is eventually killed by like a rival organization or a gang. And that kind of sets a whole new path of, of uh, new direction for the film because it makes him mad. And he, he kind of goes on this rage and he, he trains his son to be an assassin from that moment forward. It's a big turning point, you know, in the grand scheme of the movie how it pays out yeah yeah and you are you definitely are breaking it down as like you know the past and present day because we haven't gone to present day yet but it should be noted that in the film you don't understand a lot of what's going on um for a majority of the film and a lot of these things get revealed throughout the film so I think, yeah like I as think, a flashback yeah i think mm-hmm. the coolest thing obviously was when he was there in the the fight scene of the the bus it was yeah. such a cool scene and you know sean and katie are on the bus you know some guys try to attack him you know we're just we don't really know why or who they are at the time and it turns out sean just starts kicking some ass and it's a martial arts expert yeah Katie's like, so that's the present what day that's what's happening on? Now. yeah present day it actually happens earlier in the film the present day where you see sean as a uh, valet Valley. driver with katie yeah. in san francisco and they have a good friendship going life. on. Yeah. And they have a whole family dynamic. He goes to, is it Katie's house? And like he eat, yeah. eats breakfast there. And he's like all buddy, buddy with their family. And the grandmother's like, you guys should get together. And he said, no, we're just friends. And but anyways, they have a good relationship. But that, yeah, that but so then like the bus scene happens, right? And it is probably one of the coolest fight scenes I've seen in a long time. Very cool. The music was really good paired with it. But can I now knowing the film as we know it as a whole and basically he wanted the, the father wanted the sons to help him fi- save his mother right that's the whole reason he wanted right, him to, to avenge his mother mm-hmm. so why this is the only problem I have with the film it's a great film and it's not even a big problem but why did he send assassins after his son if he wanted his help can anyone answer that for me I don't think they wanted to kill him they wanted to capture but, like, him and bring him back. Well, they, they didn't even the, want to capture him. They just wanted the, wanted the, the stone. stone. So why? But I also, but why? I also think later on in the film they said, "I told them they weren't going to be able to kill you." Yeah, 
Uh, he, almost, he knew that they wouldn't be able to kill he him. He knew they couldn't kill him. But then, like, why didn't he just be like, hey, son, come back. I need your help. Because he didn't. He, he didn't wasn't like going to come dad. back. He's like, he wanted to stay hidden. He wanted to stay away. And then the dad eventually said, you know, I gave you 10 years. I knew where you were the whole time. And now it was, it was time for you to return home. But like, I'm just saying, if I wanted my son to return home, I probably wouldn't send people to kick his ass, is all I'm saying. I think that's what made that's him go find his sister. Strategy. Yeah, I felt like that's I what made him go find him, his sister, you know, thinking that she was in danger as well. Yada, yada, yada. And then it turns out it was all ployed by their dad. Yeah. And so, like, he sent the postcard mm-hmm. to get him to go. So the dad They'd sent be in the, the same place at the same time. Yeah. So they'd be in the same place at the same time. It just seems like a very roundabout way of like asking your kids for help. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Men you need that and fight scene to happen. So aren't the you most know. direct sometimes. You need the that movie the actual. It was some... a badass fight scene. I'm not mad at the fight scene, but like in scene. terms of like the plot, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Is he trying to kill his son? Even or is he fight, trying to love even the, his son? The fight scene at the club was so freaking good. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So both of them. Okay, hold on. The fight scene in the bus when razor fist comes is just like oh my god it was so cool yeah and also cool because you don't know at that point in the film that um sean um is trained in martial arts he just seems like a regular every guy everyday guy and until he gets a punch thrown at him (laughs) and and then aquafina katie is katie's like what like, is what? happening? Okay, you need to tell me how you do it or do that. Who are you? Like, could you imagine if one of your best friends all of a sudden was like busting out martial arts like some crazy guy? You're like, what the hell? Like, no. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened to Katie. I know, and she's just like, all right, you're gonna need to start from the beginning because yeah. I don't understand what's happening. Um, and it gets revealed, obviously, um, that kind of is one of the main flashbacks is after um Shang she's mother's death his father starts to train him um pretty brutally um it was kind of some rough scenes to watch as a parent because um not really not really kind of frowned upon <laughs> yeah of frowned upon he was like six or seven like when he started training then six to like 14 he was nothing but trained to be assassin trained to do martial arts the punching day. of the wood was ugh, it was cringeworthy that, that, I was like, that remind me of uh karate kid three does that happen in one of the Karate Kid movies? You start, they start punching wood? Yeah. Oh. Kind of. Yeah. What do you mean kind of? Absolutely. Karate I don't Kid remember three. Karate Kid 3. When he gets the bloody knuckles punching the wood? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That would be correct. Um, That's my reference. I mean, he's essentially torturing his child. So it's well, kind of no wonder why well, his child not, doesn't really at that like point, him. At that point, he's not you know, his child as much as it's like a weapon for him. And I would also venture to say that the scene where he, his father his father takes his son when he's probably what like six or seven to the to the uh, restaurant where the gang is to watch his dad kill the gang members was pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so all that. right, we should Suffice come bring to our say, son. he had a rough childhood, but he yeah. learned martial arts, so he's all the better for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, come the, on now. The cool thing is Could have been a that, better way. The cool thing is that his sister was not allowed to train. Mm-hmm. And she was but like, she I'm watched, gonna do it myself. She, she would watch she would watch the window and just do everything that he did. And so she became she and not only do classic. everything he did, but she said, I'm gonna do it better. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he goes um, and finds he he gets this postcard which he thinks is from his sister that his sister needs needs help or wants to come find him. So him and Katie go to Macau, and that's like the Las Vegas of of Asia, pretty much. So it seems like a pretty cool city yeah, pretty to sweet. go to. Yeah, um, that was a pretty fun scene too. Yeah, he finds this uh, fight club, so to speak, that his sister runs. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Like little under, you know, I say underground, but it's like on the top of a building. Yeah. Um, like fight club with all these like people in these different uh, like cells, like kind of prison cells or, or whatever, fighting. And there's one main stage area. There's a big fight going on. That's where we see in, in one of the cells a cameo a, wid- a widow, which is oh, there was a widow. I know widow. that what. In one of the cells, there was a, um, a soldier from Iron Man three that was glowing. In, in, That's a, injected yeah. with the serum. He, he, was, he was extremist. Fighting the widow. He had extremist, extremist powers. He was the one fighting the widow. I bet there's more Easter eggs in that scene that yeah. we don't even know about. Yeah, cool Easter egg scene. And then the biggest Easter egg, well, not really Easter egg, but you see an appearance from Wong. <laughs> yeah, Wong <laughs> was fun. From Doctor Strange fighting the Abomination from the Which Incredible cool. Hulk. Yeah. And, he kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah, Wong uses his portal to for for the abomination to actually hit himself in the face, and Wong wins. <laughs> but then you see, like after the fight, they're actually friends. They're kind of just hanging out together, Wong and the abomination, and they yeah. They go I don't away. know if they're friends, but they're yeah, like looks, maybe they're like, in on in on it together. Maybe it's like a production. Maybe they it's, split it's the probably a production. It's probably both. It looks like they when Wong goes back into they go together and there's this portal that it looks like he's going to some sort of cell. So um, I think it's what Spider Man three, Spider Man three. Hmm? Which one what? is Abomination? He's not Abomination? Yeah. yeah. Abomination's from Incredible oh, from, Hulk, from, dude. So, yeah, from the Hulk. Yeah. so he was captured, and so it seems like he's going, he's in the cell, and he can kind of come out to fight and, and do his thing. Which is oh, cool. I was wondering whether where that portal um, yeah, led. Yeah, it looked like really they were going to some sort of cell it. or something. Yeah. 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 It, it makes I you wonder, though, like, like I guess I can kind of see, like, why Wong would be in the movie. He's used later in the movie, but because he's Asian. Why was Abomination used? Is there something more going on there? Like of all the people to use at that point in the movie, like bring back Abomination? I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're training him to you know be good or, or something like that. Yeah. It could have just been a fun callback. Or it could um, be a fun callback. Could be could be yeah. meaningless. I don't know if it necessarily has a whole lot of weight in the, in any of in the in the movie or maybe in any upcoming films. Like I don't. It think... probably does. It probably it's probably it's probably the key to everything. Let's be honest. Probably the key. I think to Abomination everything. is supposed to be. I think. God, in I the, hope the, not. The She-Hulk <laughs> Disney Plus series, so we'll probably see more of Abomination. But and before, anyway, I don't know if you noticed cool though. If you noticed, there's a there's a call a card of like the fights for the next day, and it's I believe it was Abomination versus Howard the Duck. So I, before they all no, broke up. So uh, full of shit. Uh, that's an easter egg you may you may find go watch it I we're gonna post part. we're gonna post a photoshopped <laughs> screenshot of that scene with shay's handwriting that says howard the Duck. <laughs> i think i missed that part yeah. it's pretty but fun then, to watch yeah you, you, you gotta look you gotta really be paying yeah. attention the guy that runs the, the runs the show there like says he's talking to sean like all right you're you're actually <laughs> the next fight like you're the main event i like, get in there and sean's like what like i don't want to fight and next thing you know he's like in the main event like with his shirt off looking all yoked like we're getting ready to fight and lo and behold like his sister is the one that comes out to like did fight. you guys predict that because i predicted that i was like it's gonna be a sister for sure i, I wasn't shocked i have it on the record um, the person i was with can prove it i was like that's gonna be his sister i kind of <laughs> wish it wasn't his sister so i could have seen him actually fight somebody like like he tried to wanted to actually hurt or you know he was just hey 
he fought his she sister. Wanted, like, she wanted to hurt him, though. He was trying to hurt him because she doesn't like him for a lot of reasons. I and he was, was like, cool... he was like, I don't want to fight you. Like, I'm just blocking your punches. But I, I would like to see him just like kick somebody else's ass. See, I think yeah. it was meant to showcase the sister's strength more than yeah, his strength sure. that scene. And she did not disappoint. She freaking doesn't she like high kick the crap out of him to like knock him out at the end? She's pretty dope. Yeah, she does her good job. <laughs> it may have been a sucker punch, but whatever. Yeah, but he wasn't really, you know, he wasn't really trying. Well, yeah. Would you real try if you had to fight me? If I was in a ring, hell yeah. We're boxing. Depends. Rude. Depends. You haven't money seen me. You haven't seen me for ten years, and you're gonna knock me out. Is that what you're saying? If you're I trying know. to knock me out, if, if you start, yeah, we're gonna start. <laughs> we're going. You know what? I have PTSD because I used to want to play punch buggy with Bryn in the car on road trips, <laughs> and so I was. I'm like five years younger than him, and I'd be like, "Let's play," and he, I, he was probably like, "Leave me alone." And so I'd like find, see a bug and punch him. And then he'd see a bug later and he'd just punch the crap out of me. And then I'd like <laughs> cry and be like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I, I think it's called slug bug. Isn't it? Is it slug bug? I don't think it's called punch, punch buggy. Punch buggy. I don't think it's called That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is Bryn did not hold back punches on me. And I was probably like five years old. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember much of this at all. I don't know. I was, t- I'm obviously scarred for life from it. Never asked you to play that damn game again. I'll tell you that much. So I know that Bryn will kick my ass if given the chance. I don't know. I guess Shay will too. That's cool, guys. Yeah. Love you too. So well, on another again, note, the. Depends on how hard you hit me. The Ten Rings <laughs> clan comes, you know, he goes to his sister, hey, why'd you send this postcard? And he comes and you want to kick my ass. Like, what the hell? She's like, I didn't send that. And then he put it together really quickly, like, oh shit. Dad sent this. They're coming for us. Lo and behold, 10 rings drop in, yada, 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 boom, boom, boom. An unbelievable fight scene on scaffolding outside this huge high rise. Like, it's so yeah, good. That fight scene was it made my stomach am- turn. Was it was amazing. Yeah. Are y'all afraid of heights? I'm afraid mm. of standing on scaffolding at that high. <laughs> yes. I'm not afraid, I'm afraid of heights, of that. but scaffolding is different that's just yeah. like you're on some bamboo outside a building that could fall and uh, you're, you're fighting somebody like that's yeah, yeah that, I'm afraid scare of that. Me. that scared me and it was a nerve-wracking scene to watch for sure yeah. it gave me the same type of feeling i don't know if you guys saw mission impossible uh oh i can't remember which one it was with Tom ghost Cruise. protocol ghost protocol in dubai where he's on the side of the building with mm-hmm. the with the gloves it gave me that same type of stress where yeah. i was like can i can't watch this yeah. Um, I'm nervous. And Aquafina almost falls to her death, and the sister saves her, which was nice. And they're crushing it. They're about to kick all these guys' ass. And who comes to kind of stop the party is dad and his 10 rings. Yeah, dad shows up. What was the name of, I don't know if it was ever seen, but his like, or said, but his, um, the dad's little like assassin dude with a really cool looking mask. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard his I name. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Death, There's just some guy in a dealer. Something just like some that. dude in a kabuki mask, just like his right hand, just his right hand <laughs> man. Yeah, um, he was pretty cool looking though. I when yeah, they had when um, Shang, Shang-Chi and um, him have that little fight, I was like, that's a great costume, like that's a damn good costume. So dad comes, stops the fight, and then they all kind of talk, and yeah, he takes him back to, to his, his compound, the Ten Rings compound where his headquarters are, and he basically just tells them that you know he thinks their mother is still alive and she's being held in Talo and he needs to go there and save her 
and they don't really believe him. They're kind of skeptical about it. And he's like, well, in that case, you know, I'm going to put you in my prison, my dungeon. Yep. So not the yeah. best tactical skills, this dad, you know? No, no. Yeah. Not so the best dad in the world. Maybe he like kind of tells him his dad. plan. Like, I'm going to go to Talo. I'm going to break her out. And if they resist me, I'm going to burn it to the ground. So I'm like, wait a minute, dad. Probably shouldn't do that. Like, no, F you, go in the dungeon. Yeah. So, F you. F you. That's great, yeah. though, because that's where they, where they then find uh, one of the top characters of, of Marvel. <laughs> Trevor. 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 So that's where they encounter job. Trevor going and all the way back to Iron Man 3. As I said earlier, there's been a big imposter in the previous movies for the Mandarin. And Trevor was actually used as a hired actor in Iron Man 3 to play the Mandarin. And he he got pretty much put in jail and abducted by the real Mandarin of the Ten Rings. And that's where they find him in this dungeonous cell as a, you know, old, crazy, half-drunk actor. Uh, pretty pretty funny. I mean, Ben Kingsley is an amazing actor. And he does a good job here playing this role. Uh, he this does role. an amazing job. It's so, like, meta because obviously he's an actor playing an actor. Um, but And a little bit, a lot of bit crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, kinda, it, it really adds a different element to the film, which is funny because, you know, he's kind of just so crazy and and funny that it adds this, like, comic relief. You know, even though, even though Katie has a lot of comic relief and whatnot, but he adds even more comic relief to a lot of serious times and a lot of serious um, events that, that happen. Yeah. And a great callback to other Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a nice little like um, full circle moment for That's really cool. the old Mandarin and the new version of the yeah. Mandarin. Um, but I, I was um, pleasantly surprised that he was in a majority of the film after that because i thought yeah. maybe like that was going to be his only scene a little cameo like, really kept him around. Yeah. yeah but he kept he i mean he stayed for the entire movie which was yeah. um great to watch he has a little pet from talao um a little headless pet that he can speak to so they kind of need him to find their way back to talao um Another amazing scene after that is the moving um, forest, the yeah. moving Bamboo maze. Forest. So cool. There was just so many um, beautiful visuals in this film. Obviously, Asian culture um, has a lot of beautiful colors and history and beautiful visuals. So I wasn't surprised by that, but it was, I was, uh, my, it exceeded my expectations um, for a majority of the film, but especially with that forest scene, that was really cool to see. I've never really seen anything like that. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. And they, they, they get through, they get through yeah. the forest. Thanks maze. to Trevor and, and Morris is his Morris. name, right? Little, oh, not Maurice. Mor- Morris. Was it Morris? Morris? Yeah. He looks like kind Morris. of like a headless half pig, half chicken creature, furry, oh, cutie, yeah. you know. Uh, you gotta animal. stay in the pocket though you know you gotta stay yeah. in the pocket trevor and morris are able to get them katie uh the sister and sean to tello before the dad gets there so they can warn them and you know prepare them so they make their way there and i was wondering so is tello is it like a different realm is it considered earth is it not i would earth? say i would I say it's it. similar to wakanda um it's you know hiding in plain sight um type of thing I thought um, it was more of a different realm type of thing, but... That's know. what I thought. Because I think Wakanda's 
you know, part of Earth is just kind of hidden with their technology. But this seemed like there's all these different kind of um, animals and animals and, and mythical creatures. It seems yeah. like it's yeah. a different realm that they're entered yeah. into. You know what I'm saying? No, saying it was a lot of fun to see all the different animals and stuff. And um, a lot of times when you get that fantastical, it can get a little cheesy mm-hmm. really easily. And I think they did a great job representing the animals that you've seen a lot in Asian art, like those giant lions and uh, things that it, it kind of carried over pretty well. And it was it was fantastical in just the right amount, I would guess, I would say. Yeah. It was just really fun to, to watch. They had I don't really understand. Lions. Dude, they're like lions, lions but they huge. had like big old, they had yeah, big old like teeth dope. and a lot of fur, and I don't know, they were kind of crazy looking. I mean, I, I would were, keep that pet as a pet, but yeah, but they were like docile. They were kind of hanging out with amongst the people, like cows or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It might not be on Earth like Wakanda, but I compared um, the kind of fantasy of it all. To yeah, it's like a Wakanda. hidden city, but I, I kind of gathered maybe it wasn't uh, part of Earth, but I don't know. You kind of don't. They don't really say that for sure, right? I don't know. <laughs> No, they don't. And I guess if I guess if there's like flying animals, it's probably not on Earth because those flying animals would escape. Yeah, but they encounter the the village there, and their aunt is actually kind of the main figurehead there, and she talks to them about their mother, and he, she teaches Sean kind of how to fight differently, and tell them tells them the whole background and the legend of Talo. Is it? I keep saying Talo. Is that right? I think it's Talo. Talo. Mm-hmm. So we learn a lot more about Talos and Bakersfield. That's Talo, 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 tomato, tomato. And she goes also into the story, and you can help me out with this. But there's basically uh, the legend of Talo was many years ago there was um, Death like Eaters. A, is that what they called them? A, no, Death Eater. That's from Harry Potter. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Try. It's so hard. It's so hard with things like this because. Um, now that we're reviewing, you know, box office movies that we see in the theater, you only see it one time. So you have to remember things a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Than we couldn't take down to... notes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can, but that's kind of rude to do like on your phone in the theater, just like typing on your phone. But uh, God, what was the diet? What are those things called? Soul suckers? Mm. I don't know. Soul suckers? There's these bad creatures and the bad main guys. bad creature is called the dweller in darkness. And this <laughs> happened many years ago, but they are able to be saved by this nice dragon called the great protector that put this big bad creature behind a wall and now they're safe and that's kind of the moral of the story but she also told him that this big bad uh, demon dweller in darkness is the one that's kind of fake calling to their dad so he thinks it's the mom that wants him to come save him yeah it's i guess it has something to do with the 10 rings and if you're wearing the 10 rings or if you have something super powerful essentially the 10 rings have the power to break them out yeah so they're calling they call to people that have the power to break them out and make them think that they're something that's not there it's kind of like um like a siren call you know so basically they reveal that the mom is clearly not alive and that the dad just uh, he just thinks so think so yeah he's so in love with her and wants to bring her back that he'll do anything to to set her free unfortunately yeah um this this village was super beautiful um it was really nice to see um shang Shang, oh god you guys how do you pronounce the sister's name because i got nothing for that the sister's name uh shaoling 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 sister his sister. Sister. 
Bernard, Sorry, everybody, we're bad with uh, Chinese Bernard, names. Are you married to an Asian woman? <laughs> Japanese is different. This is Chinese. Oh, sorry. Um, Jialing. I think it's Jialing. Anyways, it was nice to see them kind of get in touch with their family and um, a positive aspect of their family because they grew up with kind of not the best father figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was nice for them to kind of get in touch with this side of their family and this side of their history and see that there is still love to be had and you know love to be grown between the brother and sister and um, memories to be made and it was just nice it was a kind of a touching touching scene yeah, in this it, village it kind of goes back to the themes i spoke of where it, you mm-hmm. know it makes up uh, your identity of who you are you're the the combination of of two people even many people many cultures and so i think part of that scene is they learn a lot about this location and this background that they have like this is part of their who they are you know their, their mom mem- yeah their mom was this very special person he has very special powers and this lives within him he's not just some trained assassin mm-hmm. um, from his dad you know he he is uh, but he's also so much more than that from his mom's side. He's also his mom yeah yeah because it and i think that that's kind of the breakthrough that he has is that you're you know you have your father and your mother and me and you and um, I think that that kind of makes him all the more powerful when he is able to break through to his mother's side just as much of his, as his father's side. Because um, she, as he says in the, in the scene where his aunt is teaching him how to fight, is she's the only one that was ever able to beat him. Um, how did she mm-hmm. do it? And yeah. um, he wants to know. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it wasn't just like fighting, but it was able to be able to control yourself, able to control the elements. And it was just a nice and different aspect yeah. than just like brutality. Yeah, it was it was really nice. To I see. thought it was yeah. interesting, though, about that scene is like she never really explains in words like, well, oh, here's what you got to do. You got to like call to the wind and you got to just like calm your mind. And she kind of just like you don't really it's not like spoken as far mm-hmm. as how she teaches him. But you're really? she, he's kind of shown on film like how to do it um physically and without explaining it you know i thought it was a different mm-hmm. way to how the movie unfolded in that aspect but i thought that was interesting because you never really get like oh yeah i need to do xyz and that's how you can control the wind right it was, it was never yeah. you know spelled out like that well because i think it was in him the whole time and so she didn't need to yeah it was like explain it. it was more just like a well you just need to feel it and once you like, feel it you have it yeah like the force um, yeah like the force <laughs> um and then our girl katie who uh never really had a purpose in her whole entire life found out she's bomb and archery and she, she starts becomes shooting katniss arrows. yeah turns Cat, around Cat she can katie, shoot a bow katniss. and arrow yeah and so she Not gets a coincidence. Find... Mm. No, no coincidences no Katie, you're right maybe Kat- katniss maybe this will be a tie-in to the hunger games think about never it never know crazier think things have happened um but that was fun to watch because, you know, she is a good actress and she's not just the comic relief. I mean, obviously she has that aspect to her, but it was kind of fun to see her character arch or character arc um, kind of complete and her to find her purpose and her to have an actual like job in this whole thing that they're, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming up against. And then she's not just there to observe like our, like our friend, Trevor, who was <laughs> didn't really have uh-huh. a purpose. Um, <laughs> he, does to play a, dead. he does have a purpose. 
<laughs> he got him in there. What do you mean? He got I him in there. I know. Yeah. I was just kidding. I meant, like when, I meant like when he was playing dead during the fight scene. That, <laughs> it's a performance. Was, it's so good. That was, I knew he wasn't dead too. I'm like, he's not dead. That was funny. <laughs> um, um, then, so yeah. then, you know, they, they, they've trained, they've done all this stuff. And, and then obviously, you know, they know it's coming and the, the 10 rings organization with, with pops show Pop up on the doorstop. They sh- they'll show up ready to fight. Yeah. You know, they, I think they basically asked him to let him through. And you know they said no, and no. then they they box, they go toe to toe. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the epic climactic fight scene or battle scene that this is build builds towards at this village. Oh, by the way, how cool is Jialing's weapon? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, a, it's, it's kind of like a scorpion. scorpion. It's like yeah. a like a harpoon, right? It's a harpoon yes. that she has. Yeah. Such a badass weapon. Like I yeah, feel like badass. I feel like I would immediately kill myself if I tried to use yeah. that one. You should not. I would suggest you not use it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think that would work. If you ever saw, like, remember, it kind of reminds me of um, straight to the head, like Return of the Jedi. You know, when the Ewoks are fighting the, the stormtroopers, <laughs> and, and they have like the, <laughs> the slingshots, and like most Ewoks are pretty good at it, and then the Wicket's like doing it, and like hits himself in the face. Like that'd be Kai with the heart. <laughs> but it would be like at the spear end, right into my yeah. forehead. <laughs> shit <laughs> um but i thought it was like really um visually cool to watch too during the fight scenes her just being able to like take out fools left and right with her little oh, with her little whip situation what's it called harpoon, harpoon. Maybe? I, don't I don't know they never they didn't call it a harpoon in the movie but it's basically no what but it is. Uh, it was um really fun to see and i like I always love interesting weapons because, you know, a, a fight scene can get kind of tedious after a while. So kind of like, um, you know, iron or not iron fist, um, razor fist arm was super cool. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to see how creative we can get with those fight scenes because a punch to the face can only do so much. But, um, you know, this obviously had more of a focus on martial arts, which was really pretty and visually fun to watch as well. Um, you know, the, that type style of fighting hasn't been seen in any Marvel movies thus far. It was touched on in the TV show Iron uh, Fist. Iron Fist. Um, the Netflix. Even though, even though that Marvel was a white dude, white non-canon dude. Uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was touched on, and we did see a little bit of that kind of um, style of fighting. But other than that, we haven't seen much of that. So that was totally um, new to watch as well, yeah. which was kind of fun. Clearly, this is the best martial arts movie in the MCU. Um, yeah, the only martial as, arts movie. In the well, MCU. there's always fighting in every movie, you know, like punching, right. kicking, all that stuff. Well, but was, like, was, as far was, as is Rush Hour one of the MCU movies or no? No, They're not it. Not yet. They're okay, gonna so bring then, it back. No, they, bring I, it. so then it's number one. But Jackie Chan <laughs> might. He's rumored to be in the Multiverse of Madness, so he might oh. pop out. Really? So, Wait, are you lying? No. <laughs> really and chris tucker comes back and yeah (laughs) yeah but in this in this fight scene you kind of have you know the villagers are fighting against the ten rings people and then it's it's almost a little bit of a star wars movement you have the father versus son fighting each other right Mm -hmm. the father is all powerful he has his rings but then shang chi does not really have a weapon but he's very good at what he does too the father doesn't really want to kill his the son but he's there's obviously fighting going on he makes his way eventually past the son not before the son, Shang-Chi's like telling his father, is this what you wanted me to be? And they have this kind of dialogue as they fight. But he eventually pushes or shoots Shang-Chi into this lake and he falls in the lake and the father makes his way over the lake to this gateway and tries to break down this 
uh, parts to break down. Is it a which door is, or a portal or whatever? Or which is, yeah. yeah, it's a door which is protected by um, dragon scales mm-hmm. from the Great Protector. Um, it should be so that they also use the dragon scales in their weaponry and their An armory armor. and some other things throughout the, the village as well. So the dragon scales are pretty um, strong. Probably, yeah. um, it's what's keeping the dweller in darkness in that cave. So obviously they have to be very strong. <laughs> um, yeah. But the Ten Rings are basically one of the only things that are stronger. So um, he starts punching the crap out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mandarin's going at it. And I feel like he should have realized that there was these like soul-sucking beasts that were coming out and like- Flying above him. <laughs> flying yeah. out and killing Look people. Up, man. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Like my wife's back there. I'm going to bust this thing down. The soul-sucking things too uh, kind of reflect too on- the what if with Doctor Strange, and I'm not sure if there's some sort of connection there, oh, or not. Really? Yeah, yeah. The what oh, if. So you'll see I must that. Have missed that. I must have missed that connection. Um, those are. There's for know, sure some sort of connection because, in that in the Doctor Strange one, he's kind of sucking the souls out of all these different things. Hmm. Oh yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about now. Okay, so, I'll, I'll. So there may be some spoilers. Just know there's some soul, there's some soul sucking in yeah. Um, those, I mean, those little creatures on their own were pretty terrifying, uh, especially because like seeing um basically um the villagers explain that the only thing that can kill them is the dragon scales. So seeing someone that doesn't have that power and capability try to kill them thing and it just be brought back together every time they Mm -hmm. rip it apart. I'm like, dang, this is pretty hopeless i mean you always know um that the bad the bad guys are gonna lose right but it's always fun to see how hopeless we can get this scenario before we get there um and i think that these evil um creatures were pretty well designed because i was like dang they just suck the soul right out of you one of the cool things was you know when the the ten rings clan and and the tau talau People were fighting and these soul suckers come out and I don't know who says it, but they say, you know, we got to fight together. Yada, yada, yada. They're going to kill all of us. And what's his name? What's his nice guy? He says, no, 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 no. We're fighting on our own. Yada, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden one of those soul suckers comes and starts doing him and and then he gets dropped or whatever. And he's like, we need to fight together all of a sudden. (laughs) And then then he replaces his razor fist with one of the dragons. Yeah. Nice. Really cool. He's like, I need this. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. You're right. You're it right. kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones. Like, isn't it in Game of Thrones like a dragon? I don't know, dragon scales or dragon bones uh-huh. or like the one. They, it was like a powerful weapon against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. against the, the Nightwalkers. Yeah, but, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never seen that movie. So basically, if you find a dragon, like get those scales because that's some good. Get them, shit. get them scales. Get that dragon stuff. <laughs> they are great. Yeah. <laughs> So as um, these soul suckers are approaching, more of them are approaching the village. Meanwhile, um, Shang-Chi is, he's kind of floating down in the bottom of this lake and there's this cool music playing. It's kind of serene and he wakes up a little bit and there this uh, appears this dragon. Um, so he has this connection with the dragon, which ends up being the great protector. And next thing you know, he's flying up out of the lake, riding the dragon and he, so he kind of joins the battle and kind of, um, disrupts the soul suckers a little bit, so it's kind of a cool scene very, to see Shang Chi. And, and you think they got it, but then yep, they don't quite got it because then, then the big demon dweller in darkness dude 
which is a very mean looking creature. Like this creature yeah, is nasty. nasty. It escapes. It escapes the wall and now you're really in trouble. And right as it escapes, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and his dad um, have their, Wen Lu have their final scene together. Um, I think Shang-Chi is attempting to, you know, talk him out of, of this one last time. Um, he wants to save him. He doesn't want to hurt him. And then they have another fight scene. Um, and the interesting part of that fight scene is um, Shang-Chi gets control of five of the rings. Mm-hmm. And inst- that was a cool part. Cool scene. And right. then he gets in control of all of the rings, right? And instead yeah, of kind of, killing his well, dad. What happens is that he, you know, when you have the rings, you, you throw them kind of like a, the, the Thor's hammer. You throw hammer. it. It hit somebody and it comes back or whatever. And right, like a boomerang. He threw he threw all these five these five rings at him, and all of a sudden they changed color and they kind of became Shang Chi's. And it was like, like oh, ah, these are uh-oh. my rings now. Yeah. <laughs> my rings now. Yeah. You have so my hood all now. Ten of them, and then it's it's pretty cool. But yeah. he has the opportunity to obviously finish his dad. Um, his dad doesn't have any of the rings anymore, and he like builds this like super cool fireball of rings. And he's like, "I could do this if I wanted to," and he throws the rings on the ground because he doesn't want he doesn't want to have to kill his dad. He wants to save him. He wants to talk reason into him. He wants him to realize the error of his ways. Kind of sad almost because. You know, his dad's past saving. Um, well, he didn't want to go, you know, Ben and Han Solo type thing. And, you know, he, yeah. he saw that movie and he's like, I don't want, want to push do that. him off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. saw that one. Didn't end well. But the dad gets the rings back. Um, he gets the rings the back. But the beast captures the dad. And there's this moment where I think the dad kind of realizes that, you know, he was wrong and that his wife is actually dead, not coming back. And he looks at his son, and right before he is, his soul gets sucked out. He he passes the rings on to to Shang Chi. Yeah, cool moment. Good scene. It was a cool moment. It was sad. Um, it's always hard when a villain is motivated by love and by something that's so sad and heartbreaking. I mean, like he wasn't doing this out of spite or just because he was evil he was doing it because he missed the love of his life he and, was misguided yeah, yeah and he wanted evil methods or evil ways but his and he wanted to intentions. do anything to get the love of his life back i mean it's not a a concept that is unaware or that is like um that out of the realm of possibility for any of us i mean i think any of us would want to do anything we could to get the person that we love the most back in our life so he obviously has you know bad technique and you know, didn't react well to his parents' death and didn't raise his kids well, but there is some kind of redeeming quality to him um, where you can't really hate him as much as you want to because he's sad, he's heartbroken, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard place to live in. So, yeah, um, and he has that redeeming moment at the end where he finally moved, like, passes this, this kind of symbol onto his son and understands that his son, you know, was right all along and, it was a great moment, and um, I mean, I don't know if he's if he kind of thought all that he was basically just dying and maybe just <laughs> dropped the rings. I don't know if it was this whole symbolic thing, but whatever. I mean, he's like, here, catch these rings. <laughs> catch. Take these, catch these rings. I'm gonna die. <laughs> he's like, I can't hold these anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you um, see his soul sucked out. And as as villains I, go, though, I think he was it was he was a good villain as far as MCU. Yeah, you know the scale of uh, the spectrum of MCU villains go. He's he's good. 
there's a lot of depth to his character i guess Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say and um i like that that is how shang chi got his rings as opposed to just stealing them from his dad which he easily could have done it's kind of nice that that is how he inherited them as opposed to just taking the power from his father um you know the father died so he gets yeah, them. <laughs> and, and, and it goes a note too when the rings are in his dad's possession they are blue mm-hmm. which is kind of the color of like cold and and evil evil so and then when they go to shang chi they're more like a yellow reddish yeah. yellow thing and Yellowish just kind of like gold. light and like gold mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. good i guess symbolic yeah yeah good fortune red is the yeah. color of good fortune yeah the, i mean the rings change color depending on the, there's a ton of symbolism who wears in this them film. yeah and then basically we have the main final battle scene between the death, the I mean the dealer in darkness and the great protector. They go after each other. There's fight um, against all the little mini guys, mini bad guys. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Mini bad guys. Yeah. Mini mini dudes. <laughs> mini bad guys. <laughs> um, yeah. And the dragon helps basically envelop the dweller in dark oh wait, wait, wait before that happens the the dweller in darkness has the dragon the great protector yeah. by the he's throat sucking, he's sucking he's the dragon the soul. dragon's life out and of they're him. like oh no like, oh, if no. like the dragon loses his soul like we're really effed like we are done like this is, basically it can destroy dead. the world done though like if, if the dragon happens. loses his soul we have no hope so that's like uh, happening. Who, came, who came to the to the and aquafina my shoots girl that, shoots who that dragon arrow right my girl aquafina oh yeah off right to the throat right to the right to the throat so she had her she had her um hero moment in the film yeah. which is kind of fun it didn't kill um, him but like it, it no. like made him release the dragon and but it was integral to them winning for sure um, and then he gets enveloped and, in water by and then the he gets enveloped in water and so the guy the dweller in darkness is enveloped in all this water he's not quite dead yet he's still fighting and Shang-Chi comes with the Ten Rings, just basically throws them at the Dweller in Darkness and then does this little, like, um, wind dance, for lack of a better word. Would you guys okay. <laughs> would sure. you guys be okay with calling it a wind dance? Wind dance. Um, which doesn't sound as cool <laughs> as it was it to watch. It sounds as powerful as a wind dance, but... <laughs> basically, does he send the rings, like, down the gullet of this Dweller in Darkness? I don't know what so it does. it's like, or here, swallow he this. And now I he's like he screwed because these these rings Maybe. are about to explode. From I didn't really see him. what was happening there, or if it was just like surrounding the dragon's like chest. If he like yeah. kind of placed them around the chest, I don't know chest. either. But, but it kind of blows up, right? But it's a really cool looking scene. I mean, like yeah. the visual of the lights in the dragon and and Shang Chi kind of falling downwards toward it was just so. It was such a big scale scene to watch and it was really well done and really well executed which obviously is never surprising for marvel but um they i mean it was super cool it was two dragons fighting and then like a dragon exploding what else could you want in a cool fight scene um it was nice it was I, we don't have it we haven't seen a lot of i mean besides maybe like avengers and um, the first avengers we haven't seen a lot of large-scale creatures yeah um in fight yeah. scenes so like creature this, on creature battle mm, going like godzilla. on godzilla yeah um so this was it's kind very, of a it's fun a very, it's a very mythical type of battle mm-hmm. which is kind of cool and, yeah. and like i said before those can get really cheesy and mm-hmm. this wasn't cheesy to watch it was fun and it was beautiful and um it was just it was on such a big epic scale it was just like yeah. all right i think it i even said of, like 
it was kind of unexpected because I, if you, I didn't really think that the climax of the movie is going to be like the creatures fighting each other. That would be right. Shang-Chi and his dad. That'd be like, they have some big fight in the end yeah. and he kills his dad or whatever in, in the movie. But like the, really the apex was these two mythical, huge gargantuan um, kaiju type creatures mm-hmm. that were fighting mm-hmm. each other. And that was, you know, that's basically the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was, it was not um, shocking because Marvel kills it all the time, but it was just like, oh, like the, I haven't seen this from them yet. That's yeah, cool to watch, good. cool to see. And it was surprising and fun and fresh. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised with this film from, from start to finish. There, yeah. was not a, there was not a scene that I was unhappy with, I will tell you. Yeah. Um, and the funny part was, is that that's kind of towards the end. And like at the very end, it kind of flashes forward. Obviously, they save the day and everything's cool. But it flashes forward. You see Shang-Chi and Katie are in this bar kind of explaining this story to their friends <laughs> of everything that happened to them. Like, we saved the day. We went to this magical place. We're soul suckers. You've got these rings. And their friends are like, what are you smoking? Like, why are you telling yeah, she's me? She's like, you don't this? have to lie. She was like, it, you don't it, have to lie to me. The funny <laughs> thing is, is before, you know, at the beginning of the movie, these same friends are saying, oh, you should do something with your life. Yeah, don't you be just valet drivers. Just valet, valet parkers, whatever. And you guys should do something with your life. You're really smart and you have talent, but you're wasting it. And then they come back saying they saved the world and did this and yeah. that. And they're like, they don't oh, buy it. Fun of me. Yeah, are you making fun of me? You don't have to lie to me. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. like, no, we really did. And then the, and then the end... Comes. Um, with a portal opening up in the restaurant and Wong comes and is like Shang-Chi and or no, I think he just said Shang-Chi. You. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi you like raises rings? his hand yeah. <laughs> and the friend's like, like yeah. all right <laughs> I guess they weren't lying. Wherever um, he goes she goes. Yeah, yeah. and so um, that's how it ends they go walking through the um, portal. mystic portal with, and with Wong with Wong obviously they're going to be teaming up and there's going to be another movie shocking development yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this but they make sequels to these movies yeah, he'll um, probably be in a different movie as well I'm guessing I'm sure he will be in a different by the, movie by the I'm way sure. I'm still waiting for like a portal to open up and like Wong comes out and like says Bryn like yeah <laughs> we need yeah. you <laughs> we've been waiting for you like oh my god <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank you. It's about time. Some... Yeah. Where am I going? Where's the fight? I feel what like powers the port- do I have? it's going to go like this. He's going to open the portal. He's going to be like, emo Spider-Man. And you're going to be like, oh, me? Okay. Come with me. We need you for the new Spider-Man movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, and waiting. I'm still waiting, Wong. Come on. That's Come top to finish. That's the film. Um, a Marvel film would not be complete without a... Post-credit scene or mid-credit and post-credit. Mid-credit, post-credit. I actually yeah. texted you guys after the mid-credit. I'm like, do I need to stay? I was like, yeah. Like, yeah you got to stay. It's a thing. But the, yeah, I know. It's 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 almost become like a running joke. You're like, I don't know why they do it. I guess yeah. it's like cool that they do, but it's like. It's cool. It's just it like kind of connects it thing. to the rest of the universe. And most of the time, there's some kind of like connection to another movie or to like a team up or to some other you know thing that's gonna happen yeah could you imagine the hell that would be raised if there wasn't a post-credit scene after a marvel movie well there wasn't one time oh yeah there wasn't for endgame wasn't it endgame there was one uh i don't know which one it was but at the end you just see like was it steve rogers says hey so you stayed here to the end of the movie yeah i think was it spider-man or something i don't know but sometimes they poke fun at them and sometimes they're actually meaningful 
Um, uh, but the mid credit scene here was cool because you see them in this portal and Wong's there. And you also see um, holograms of Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel and uh, Bruce Banner. Interesting thing. He's now Bruce Banner. He's not yeah. uh, Hulk anymore, but he has a sling on his arm. It's Which, Mark Ruffalo. I guess and, the sling would be from when he snapped his fingers in here right. and here and injured his, his arm as Hulk. His arm, his arm got effed up from the- But why isn't snap. he Hulk anymore? What I happened? don't know. We'll see. God and basically it. they're talking about the rings and saying they're analyzing the rings and they don't know what, what they're made of exactly or where they're from. They asked him, you know, how long ago did your dad get these rings? So it's kind of a teaser because I feel like, you know, the explanation for the, how the rings really- came about or what it's, they're it's there deep. for it's deep. yeah it goes yet to be determined all the way to the top yeah they basically carol these, danvers, rings, these rings have something going on basically They're basically carol out. danvers I mean, and bruce banner can't recognize what the rings are um, yeah. which implies that the rings are almost um at least thousands of years old if not older and not yeah. of earth so not of earth. what that's, they said, that's they be said the rings were actually like maybe like a beacon. It's like calling somebody oh, yeah. right? or something or oh, someone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I'm so excited. Who knows what those rings are? <laughs> Give me Which more. Is, I want more. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of ironic because the movie is called The Legend of the Ten Rings, but you really don't learn much about much the rings. rings. <laughs> you still don't know what the hell the rings are. Don't worry about it. So so then, like you know, fifteen minutes later, when you're waiting with a three-year-old in the later. theater, this post-credit scene comes on that you have to stay for with three kids. You probably yeah, could have just watched hard. it on YouTube. At home. Not or same. we could have told you about it. Not um. Yeah, we see. So basically, um, in the I think the mid-credit scene, they say that his sister is disbanding the the army of the Ten Rings back at home, and that's what she's doing right now. And that's why they're not together. Um, and then in the post credit scene, we learn that she's not disbanding them at all. No, mm-hmm. she's actually including women in the. Yeah, in she's actually army. doing, she's up to something, that so, one. She's like the she's, new. She's like sitting on the throne. Head of the Ten Rings. She's a new Mandarin. She's the. Uh, interesting. She's a Beijing beef. Is she, she is. is she, is she. Have you been, have you been holding on to that one? This whole I just thought of it. Oh well, he did. Say, the father did say in the movie, like, they named me after a. Uh, a Chinese dish or something. Bryn, like that. Bryn heard that in the movie and he's like, must save Beijing. It was a joke. joke. It was a joke. She can't must be the Mandarin Beijing that's taken. It's just she's for a Beijing, Beijing beef. <laughs> um, it was a great joke, Bryn. I appreciate it. It caught me off guard. Good job. Thank you. I'll be here all night. <laughs> I'll be so here till 10 30. She's building this army, it seems. And is she doing this for good? Is she doing this for evil? Like, what's what's she up to? I don't know. I was partially thinking that Julie Louis Dreyfus is going to pop up and say, "Hey, you." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been (laughs) interesting. Probably on par. But she didn't, and yeah. So we'll see where that goes. So that's the film. And that is that is Shang Chi. I can't believe it. How long have we been waiting? I mean, it just seems like with COVID and delays in production and everything, it's been a long time coming. I was so excited to finally meet some new characters after Endgame and this film did not disappoint. See it. it. Everyone not. go see it right now. It, it's very, very good. It's very, 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 very good. good. Who was, um, let's dive in. Who was your MVP? Shay? Shay, just Howard get out of the, the way. Just get Shay out of Howard the way. Howard the Duck is not in this movie. 
No, he said he was. He said he saw him. So his name, so he can't really be in there. I mean, okay. Um, I'm gonna say Trevor. Trevor, I'm gonna pick Trevor. He's he my MVP. Great. I mean, one, he's an actor. Actor. He's a, he's a great. He's an a- actor, acting like an actor. So I mean, that's how, how big is that? Um, and they don't maybe get to Taylor without him. So yeah, or yeah, Morris. You're welcome. Morris, you know, so, what if Howard the Duck was really disguised as Morris? I don't know. I don't know oh. what's most. I don't know what's more valuable than that. That's true. You're right. When you're right, you're right. I mean, um, I'm always right. He was right. great. Space ben balls. Kingsley should be in every film but i mean if i had my way that he did a great job poking fun of, of actors throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing was awesome as well brand do you want to go or do you want me to go i'll go uh, i'm gonna pick the easy one i'm just gonna pick the main guy uh simu lu Shangxi, sean did very well holding up a brand new character a p- pretty much a, a new avenger in the mcu 100 he looked the part he played the part he nailed the part and we want to see more of uh, Shang-Chi in the next, uh, you know, few films. So well done on you to go from freaking stock Talk. photos <laughs> to a, a Marvel <laughs> superhero is that's really good. There's hope for us all. It can happen to anybody, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, he did great. I'm excited to see more of him. He um, was charming and likable and I'm um, not pretentious or anything. Like, I want to see more Shang-Chi. Show me more. Give me yeah. more. It was a great character. Well acted. Um, yeah, good choice, Bryn. Thank you. Are you picking Aquafina? Or did I, did I ruin what? It? How did you know that? What, why must you always spoil my MVP choice? First of all? Do you have something against me? Do you have something against me speaking my mind as a woman in the United States of America that you have to speak for me, sir? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Man, do we want to get in that ring and box it out? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, obviously. um, I mean, you're right. Your choice is correct in the fact that he um, was the MVP of this film. But in my heart, Aquafina will always be the MVP of anything she is in. So um, I choose Aquafina. I'm excited they gave her a bigger role than just a sidekick and that she had, that it seems as though she's going to be continuing in this Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Um, That'll be fun to watch. And I think that they play off of each other very well. There is some kind of chemistry, whether it's a friendship chemistry or love interest chemistry. Um, We shall see. Um, I hope that they just stay as friends. I feel like if uh, if you knew Aqua, I feel like you and Aquafina be get along really well in real life. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> can you make that happen and invite Aquafina to like our family gatherings? Yes. All right. I love her do. so much. So that just it, that was the biggest compliment I think you've ever given me in my entire see? life. Really I can be nice. Me and Aquafina would be BFFs for real. If, anyway. if Marvel is listening, if Kevin Feige is listening. Can we please get a, a Disney Plus series with Aquafina and mm-hmm. Michael Pena? Oh, and me. And Kai. Actually, sure, Michael and Kai. Pena and Aquafina. Kai I mean, Kai Aquafina. Yeah, it would be, and maybe just them t- telling stories. Yeah, or just, they would be, or that would be a great Those show two narrating, narrating something would be oh, yeah. hilarious. They should just watch old Marvel movies like we do and like mm-hmm. talk about them. I would watch that. Except yeah. not because it's what and we Korg. do. <laughs> Throw Korg in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. get some yeah. Watiti in there. Yeah. That's a trifecta. I, mean, I feel like 
Kevin, let's figure something out. This is what the people want. I know, I know he made some mistakes with his Howard the Duck suggestions, but this is a really good idea. So I listen mean, to you want this to throw Howard in there as well. Ignore, ignore the Howard the Duck stuff and just listen no. to this idea because this no. is a good one. You had a good idea. Don't ruin it by throwing Howard no. the Duck in there. We don't need him. We don't need him. Yeah. We don't need him. Okay. Um, oh, what would you rate it out of 10? What would you rate this movie out of 10? I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go 9.0. I think it was. 9. It was kind of. It was, it was kind of groundbreaking. With... Or just nine. That works too. <laughs> Earthquake. Nine um, on the Richter scale. It was. I think it was groundbreaking. One of having you know a, a majority Asian movie. One. Um, it was kind of their first martial arts movie, which was awesome. It introduced a whole new character to this MCU, which is hard to do and easy to to really fuck up, to be honest. And I think they did a really, really good job. I want to know when the last time they introduced a standalone character film. Like Ant-Man, maybe? Standalone. Ant-Man. Like it must have been Ant-Man film. or like Guardians is kind of a, a, an it's ensemble. ensemble. It's, it's all different. So like yeah. Ant-Man mm, probably, right? Doctor or Black Strange Widow? might have been after Doctor Strange. Yeah. Or maybe not Black Widow, Black Panther? Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel. There's a lot. They're Captain all, Marvel. They're, they're all Captain Marvel of... was probably the last one to, to debut, I think. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah, Captain Marvel would be the most recent new character. Yeah. Yeah. So about damn time. Yeah. New blood. Um, I'm gonna go man, tough one. I'll go uh eight point eight on the Richter Ooh. scale. On the Richter scale. <laughs> eight point eight. Eighty eight, Bob. Eighty eight. Damn, that Mexican judge is harsh. No, solid, solid movie. Um, nothing's perfect. And I think there's more to be seen with the adventures of Aquafina and Simu Lu. But uh, yeah, that's still very good. 8.8, 88%, that's great. Just for the um, record, for the record, though, I would have given it a 10 had Howard the Duck made an appearance. Right, of course. Mm. We know that about anything that we watch, yeah. you would give a 10 if Howard the Duck. So that's why I got a nine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, a, yeah. in a vacuum, it might be higher, but you compare it to other like really good Marvel films, Marvel films like, you know, Winter Soldier and Ragnarok. I mean, it plays. Nope, but it there's plays. rooms, there's room for multiple high scores. It it's plays. not like there's only a certain amount of room. That yeah. should be an episode that what we did that one time, Bryn, we should make a, we should do our ranking of Marvel films. Now we're up to 25 that movies. So that should be a mini sode. Top five. That's a good mini sode. Boom. Anyways, uh, Bryn, I think that your rating is offensive. And I uh, just want to say on behalf of um, Kevin Feige, how dare you? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a nine as well. I think, um, it was for all the reasons that Shay said. It was surprising and exciting, and like Shay said at the beginning of the podcast, I was you know not nervous. Like I knew it was going to be good, but you just don't know what you're getting into with with characters that you don't know yet. So I am in love with everyone that was in this movie, and I think that I can't wait to see more of them. Which is a um, not you know can't. I mean, if that doesn't say that it was a good movie, I don't know what it is. Like no. so. For example, don't want to see more of um, the new Captain America, but I would see more of Shang-Chi. So. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but uh, if you're trying to think of Knox in the movie, maybe for me is too much of like the mythical creatures. Yeah. Because I don't know why it bothered me a little bit because we've seen aliens in outer space and all kinds of other crazy stuff. So why does yeah. it matter? But you're, you're I don't wrong. know. You're wrong. I don't know. I'm gonna tell your I'm, wife that I'm gonna tell your wife that you don't like Asians. <laughs> I'm nitpicking. Please, I mean, 
Asians can still get below an A sometimes. Okay. There's not <laughs> Come on. I love Asians literally and figuratively. That was a great joke. <laughs> um, what did you guys think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I know Brendan's probably seen it, but I'm going to say hey. a 94. Okay. $1 Bob. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to, I'm going to take this second. $1 Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what did it get? <laughs> uh, uh, let's go 92%. Damn it. Bryn. Oh. Bryn got it. 92%. Rotten Tomatoes. You know what's easy? Hey, you get those when you look them up. You know, I, I should admit something. I did see that recently. I think I, I thought it was 93. So maybe I thought it I went I down. thought I saw it was 91 and it went up. So it always changes a little bit. Yeah. You know, after a while. Little like, bit. Little bit. <laughs> little so hug, you're, I was right. 92%. 92% standing rating that could change with years to come. Obviously, we've seen um, movies that have 20 years of ratings that stay at certain percentages. So we'll see. But right now, it is at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, a great introduction into phase four of Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be a good ride. Wait, We're two films wait. deep and going to be a good what, ride. Three or four shows deep in phase four. Let's keep it rolling. And the next releases will be Spider-Man and Eternals this year, correct? That's right. Eternals coming up in November. And Damn. Yeah. I did hear maybe a theory or something that the rings might be related to the Eternals and the Deviants. Mm, makes sense. So I mean, there is like we'll a lot of um, celestial nods at what the rings might be made yeah. of. So it yeah. could maybe be the Celestials or the Eternals made them. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll, we'll find out by the 10 rings, guys. Thank you, Marvel. I'm so excited. So good. I'm so happy. Thank you. And thank you, Shay, for going to see it on opening weekend. It's very surprising. I know. I'm so proud of you, Shay. Gold star for that. It's like you're part of our podcast. You get a golden ring for that. Ten rings. (laughs) So what are we talking about next week, guys? You guys have an idea? I know we got the what ifs coming up, and I think that's about it. That's kind of the newest thing on the horizon, and we'll we'll find some more stuff to talk about, but that's uh, definitely in the future. I think what our tentative plan is, is going to be doing, we're going to meet next week. We're going to do what if part two, um, that's going to be wrapping up the season of what if, and then if I'm not mistaken, we're going to start, we're going to start back on our journey through Spider-Man, right? We should start that train soon. Yeah. 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 Cause it's going to be coming up before we know it. And we want to get caught up on all the different villains that are going to be in all these movies and all that stuff so we're going to have a lot of spider-man content on the horizon look forward to that lots of spider talk and please andrew please don't don't let it be true i hope you're coming back please please. not my michi (laughs) (laughs) all righty um thank you guys once again for joining me this week and i'm so happy to be doing this with you both um, follow us on Instagram at Mercado Vision Podcast and our Twitter. Hit us, hit us up on Twitter at Mercado Podcast. Mercado Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Facebook for any of you people that still have a Facebook. And maybe one day we'll be on TikTok. Maybe I'll just start making oh. a TikTok and, and oh, make Bryn go on. Maybe I'll make Bryn be on TikTok, <laughs> even though he doesn't have a TikTok. That would be, be great. Cool. I, like I think our TikTok should just be Bryn talking shit about TikTok clips. Oh, of that. <laughs> God. No. Maybe one day, and maybe one day YouTube, if I ever get my act together, which is unlikely, but for now, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is where you can find us, and you are always free to email us at mercadovisionpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, y'all.
Um, also like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Every subscription and every like um, helps get us exposure to new listeners, and we appreciate all your Much hard work appreciated. to get us get us out there into the into the Mercadoverse, if we you will. Start, we should we should start that at the beginning of the podcast as well. Well, you know, Mention we're not that. perfect. We're not perfect. You know, maybe we're, we're evolving. <laughs> all righty, now all right, guys, love you three thousand. Love you 3,000. We love you 3,000. Peace. Bye.